What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so massive episode headed your way. But before we get into the episode, I got to throw in there that about 60% of people right now watching, unfortunately, aren't subscribed. And I definitely would appreciate it immensely if you would take the time real quick to hit that subscribe button and hit the bell to get all notifications. That way it helps the show to continue to grow and all of that good stuff helps us out. I help you out. One hand washes the other, you feel me? So definitely would appreciate if you do that. But without further ado, let's get started because we got, like I said, a massive episode on our hands. And yeah, Jump Festa, lot of stories. Let's do it. Okay, people. So first up, before we jump into all of the Festa stuff, uh, we got the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, the manga volumes in particular. And we're going to go through these quick uh, 50 to 41. For the most part, not many that are like, you know, standouts that I'm familiar with. I think at 44, we got Soso no Frieden, number six, with 17,000 this week, bringing its total to 284. That's been on the chart for a minute, 25 days. Nagatoro-san. That's interesting. In four days, it did seven. 17,920 I wonder what that series on average does and because like that kind of seems a little low for a series that is talked about a lot but that just might be genuinely like how much the manga sells maybe the anime got real popular but the manga doesn't sell that much or it's just in general maybe those type of manga don't sell all that well because it's like a what four panel comic type of manga but yeah that's 50 to 41 then we got 40 to 31 tokyo revengers at number 40 with 18,000 this week bringing its total to 1,028,000 going a little bit up the chart then we got at number 33 jujutsu kaisen <laughs> yo since october 4th still hanging in there with another 20,000 this week bringing its total to 1,695,000 i've only been here for a minute yo jujutsu kaisen greatness <laughs> and we got a uh, 30 through 20 21. Again, not a whole lot that I'm familiar with. Spy X Family, Volume 8 with 25,000 this week. Uh, bringing its total to 728,000. Osama Ranking. A lot of people have been telling me that the anime is really good. Done by Wood Studio. That did in three days, 26,000. Dope stuff there. Then 20 to 11. We got Kingdom, Volume 63 at 18 with another 32,000. Bringing its total to almost 600,595. That's crazy. Yo, Moshi Petal is 75 volumes. No. No freaking way. Yo, Mushi Petal 75? There's that many volumes of that shit? Like, I knew that there was a lot of um, anime episodes. I remember the anime coming out constantly, but Jesus, 39,000 too. That, that's, I'm shocked right now. Yo, Mushi Petal 75? I didn't know that th that had that many. Wow. Uh, then at 13, we got Don to Don Volume 3 with another 39,000. So, okay, in 10 days, 84,000, which almost 100,000 in, in 10 days, less than two weeks. That's great. That's, that's showing Don the Don's going to be here and it's going to have some staying power. Then we got top 10 uh, coming in at number 10, Marshall Volume 9 with 46,130. Okay, so these sales are looking a little bit better. Basically, in a little, uh, about a week and a half, essentially, it did almost 90,000, 89,785 because those first week sales weren't all that great. But if you're doing that in the second week, another 40-something thousand, that means that there was something wrong with that first week and it was a shorter week anyway. 
anyway. But yeah, now those numbers don't look so bad at all. 90,000 from Marshall. And like I said, it's next up. Uh, then we got Dragon Ball Volume 17 at number 9 with 65,000. Yeah, all of these numbers just look a lot better now than they did before. What is that mystery tall Nakare? Like, I've been seeing that same cover all over the place. But yeah, okay, in three days it did 107,000. That must be blowing up or something. Then we got One Punch Man Volume 24, 125,000. Yeah, all of these sales just look so much better. 242,000 total. World Trigger 24, another 135,000 bringing its total almost 300. Wow, this is why they keep World Trigger around, fam, because it does sell. Kaiju number 8, volume 5, 163,000, almost half a mil in 10 days. Then we got another slime, uh, what is it? Tensei Shitara Slime Data Ken, volume 19, 250,000. Ooh, clean in 4 days. And then these One Piece numbers even look a lot better. In 10 days, and this week it did 376,000, and in 10 days, total uh, 1.36 million copies. So that looks a lot better. All around, these numbers definitely look a lot more solid whatever was going on last week I, I can't even call it but at the very least these numbers look like they pick back up which is a good sign because <laughs> we wasn't looking all that purdy there with some of those numbers last week i was like really really but yeah people those were the top 50 best-selling manga volumes of the week couple of surprises and just in general it's good to see numbers picking up okay people so i was trying to figure out where did i want to start from all of the jump festa madness but i've been dying to talk about this i didn't do a singular video for this because obviously i did some singular videos for certain series but i didn't get a chance to talk about this yet and i want to talk about it because there was a new trailer and a little bit of new info for the upcoming dragon ball super superhero film let's talk about it i guess for starters let's get the release date going so we got an exact release date it says Dragon Ball Super Superhero Movie will hit theaters on April 22nd, 2022. So, April 22nd in Japan. Eh, we'll probably, yeah, wow. That, that would kind of be fun, I guess, for the summertime. Even though, yeah, it's it's really tough for me with this one. I'm not even going to lie. There's a lot of reasoning behind why part of me doesn't want to watch this film. A lot of it has to do, of course, with the CG and then certain practices. That I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, there's a lot of things that's like, damn, man, yo. If it's coming out April probably we'll get it like june and july which sounds awesome in terms of like yo it's gonna be maybe one of the movies of the summer if it pops right but i don't know and i'm talking about in the west like in japan it'll hit april 22nd over here in the west probably june-ish july something like that but okay so we have that but then we got more info because like i said a new trailer dropped and let's read a little info about what went down it says dragon ball super superhero film reveals trailer more cast and april 22nd premiere shoisha's jump festa 2022 event revealed a trailer and more cast members on saturday for dragon ball super superhero the second anime film in the dragon ball super franchise the event also revealed that the film will debut in japan on april 22nd the new cast includes hiroshi kamiya as gama number one and mamoru Miyano as Gamma number two. The characters are part of the Red Ribbon Army. The two voice actors appeared at the event alongside Toshio Furukawa, voice of Piccolo, and Masako Nozawa, voice of Goku, Gohan, Goten. The CG film's release schedule may differ depending on each country and region. As the name suggests, the film will have a focus on the quote-unquote superhero aspect. It's kind of interesting that the the anime manga industry has been putting more of an emphasis on heroes. Obviously, you have stuff like My Hero that blew up. One Punch Man blew up. I think they also seen in Japan that 
holy cow, those Marvel movies do very well in the West. Uh, people kind of dig that superhero stuff, and they're like, well, we got a property. What is it? Oh, that, that, oh, that the Dragon Ball shit. That they love that over there. Don't let, let's put some superhero stuff with it. See what happens. The staff has previously revealed new character designs for Dende, Corin, and Bulma, and teased that Whis will appear in the film. Original creator Toriyama is in charge of the screenplay and character design. He probably drew some characters on a napkin and said, "Where's my millions?" Planning for the new film project began in 2018 before the release of Dragon Ball Super Broly. Now, in case you haven't seen the actual trailer, one. Of the big talks of the town which there was a little bit of info that we covered regarding this um in the last episode of forever news but one of the big things is gohan is going to be throwing down he's about to be throwing down in this film you see him which it was very interesting and nostalgic and they they 100 know what they're doing they 100 know like gohan fans are gonna turn up and turn out show out for this one because they got gohan looking like uh, an adult version of what he looked like back in the Cell games where he got the Piccolo attire on, he got his glasses on to showcase, hey, it's older Gohan. But like when I looked at this, I was like, that looks like adult but similar concept version of Gohan from the Cell games. What's going on here? And he's fighting in the rain and it looked, I, I am going to lie, the biggest thing about it is, hey, one of my favorite characters from my childhood is throwing down. Let's freaking go. But I ain't gonna lie, it's so difficult because it was a dope trailer, better than the first trailer, I'll admit that. I, I, I was just hyped to see Gohan throwing down and a little bit more. I'm starting to warm up to these two superhero gamma number one and two. Like, maybe there could be something interesting. I'm hoping there's more to it. I'm hoping they're holding a lot back from being revealed. And it's not just like, hey, the Red Ribbon Army got these two superhero gamma one and two and all of that jazz. Like, hopefully there's more to it. But ultimately, this trailer did get me a little bit more into it. And it's like, whenever it hits the West, it's going to be an interesting time in terms of like, I don't know how to approach going into if I'm going to watch this film at all. Because, yes, I'm very hyped to see Gohan. Yes, it looks better than the average CG 3D that most people will be like, oh, get it away from me. Like, it looks alright compared to some of that stuff. And again, like, yo, Gohan fighting in the rain against some freaking androids and you know the red ribbon army and stuff so we'll see how it goes I, I i imagine like yo they they decide hey gohan died at one timeline fighting in the rain like maybe we, we do it again oh god no i'm not gonna lie like in between takes right here i just rewatched the trailer again and it does get me excited to see gohan headbutting dude in the rain and throwing hands oh my gosh i'm conflicted I, i'm curious how y'all feel let me know how do you feel going into this one because it's just it almost feels like there's so much writing on this even in terms of the anime and manga industry like this goes over very well every other anime studio out there is going to be looking like we could try cg it worked for dragon ball <sighs> yeah but it does look kind of cool it does look kind of cool yeah people for the most part that was the dragon ball super panel at jump festa um the upcoming superhero film april 22nd 2022 trailer looks aight and i'm sure there's more to come and yeah superheroes yeah okay people next up i did want to give a small recap i already had talked about it in a different video but just quickly again to cover in case you missed it regarding chainsaw man at jump festa 2022 the two big things that came out of it was again an announcement and a little bit of an updated not much of animation of a trailer for the upcoming chainsaw man anime where it had an image of makima one of the main characters of it at the end of the trailer 
which was kind of cool. I ain't going to lie. I wish we would have got a little bit more of a visual because at the end of the day, the first trailer we got back in, I want to say it was June, was a lot of people say pre-made. It wasn't like, you know, hey, these are clips from the actual anime. This was something that was exclusively made to showcase, hey, look, everybody, this is Chainsaw Man. This is what the anime might look like. So there's that. And again, the Makima visual was dope. And then there was a big update for Chainsaw Man 2. But let's read these articles. Chainsaw Man anime premieres in 2022. Jump Festa 2022 event on Saturday revealed that the TV anime adaptation of Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man manga will premiere in 2022. The event streamed a video that announced the news and also announced that Fujimoto will launch the manga's second part in summer 2022 because that was another big thing like i said that came that hey we're going to be getting chainsaw man 2 in the summer of 2022 which is honestly a big thing like and, and kind of crazy that yo we're gonna get chainsaw man's anime sometime next year and we're going to be getting the manga's continuation in the summertime very very big year for chainsaw man in general this is going to be a make or break more than likely big time make for the actual series so in case you missed that chainsaw man video there you go that was for the most part the crux of what went down for chainsaw man and jump festa 2022 which i've said it a million times but i'll say it again i am very very excited for all of it next up a big update for spy x family in case you don't know spy x family was announced that it's getting an anime we actually had a little bit of a trailer that was revealed prior to jump festa but the update that is pretty freaking awesome says spy x family tv anime premieres in april in japan so we got a release date april it's going to be the spring season of anime and it's confirmed for two cores so basically it's going to have about anywhere from 24 to 26 episodes two cores could be two sets of 13 or it could be two sets of 12 or you know 12 and 13 something along the lines of that depending on how many episodes but yeah you can expect anywhere from 24 to 26 episodes of spy x family and it's going to start airing in april and i'd imagine that yeah the fandom is going to go through the roof like this series sells so freaking well and it's crazy because it's a jump plus title but it sells so well you know it does like sometimes four five hundred six hundred thousand first week sales for a volume and it's just been doing phenomenal and again it doesn't have an anime and also it's not really the most action-packed type of story like there's assassins in there but it's really about these two people trying to raise a little girl with extreme circumstances surrounding it and the little girl having extreme circumstances but it's still something that the whole entire family can watch together when it drops so it's going to be interesting again like to see how things come about with this one like yo it's not the typical story per se that like you get out of an anime or manga it almost feels like a chaotic but wholesome type of deal with spy x family so i'm looking forward to seeing what the fandom is like i'm looking forward to just watching it in general i've only read i want to say about like five or six chapters and the chapters that i did read were pretty freaking awesome i think i was caught up at one given point like early on but yeah uh spy x family uh april spring season of anime 2022 and it's going to be about 24 to 26 episodes two cores and i wonder if it's going to be back to back like i'd imagine so i don't think it's going to be like split cores i'd imagine we're going to get straight through 26 episodes or 24 next up people again just a small recap on what went down for the boruto jump festa event essentially 
not all that much. It was a very disappointing event for Boruto. There was a couple of small announcements, but I was hoping for the announcement of a new film. Again, it's been like six, seven years since we had a Boruto film or a Naruto film in general. Also considering they were hyping up, yo, it's the 20th anniversary. And the only thing that they came up with for the 20th anniversary of Naruto itself was a promo image of Hokage Naruto next to Naruto when he was a young child on a swing. And I was like, Okay, you know, it's a cool image, but yo, this was one of the first times in Jump Festa history, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes to this IP, Naruto and Boruto, that they did not have an author or an artist or somebody that works on the manga say anything about the future of the series. Last year, again, we had Ikamoto. Maybe it could be that there was some backlash because last year Ikamoto said we're getting real close to the time skip and here we are going into another year and still no time skip. So maybe that's what happened. It also could be the changing of the guard last year at Jump Festa the manga had just changed hands they just got rid of uh, Ukyo Kodachi so it could be that there was still you know they already had things planned but without Kodachi there anymore maybe things is a little bit turbulent behind the scenes and we don't know because to this point we're almost like a headless horseman because we still don't have an official author of things like we had that big announcement way back when they got rid of Ukyo Kodachi like oh yeah uh, we're bringing Kishimoto on board like you know he's going to be doing the scripting whatever and then they never credited him till this day as the writer of Boruto just like you know the original creator and supervisor so it's bizarre as hell that Boruto we don't even know who's writing this shit at this point but that's where we stand right now and again there was no representation for the manga out there it was mainly like recaps of the anime recaps of Naruto it wasn't the greatest stage in the world the biggest thing that came out of it was the fact that we got an announcement that two of the novels is going to be adapted into manga the Sasuke Retsuden which Sasuke Retsuden if I'm not mistaken is the novels of the story where Naruto is really ill and like he's dying and they got to get a cure for him or something like that so they're going to be adapting one of those into a manga and then also Konoha Shinden is going to be getting adapted into a manga and to my knowledge people gave me an update that that was already adapted in the anime so really the only thing is like oh shoot Sasuke Retsuden they might be able to use that once it gets turned into manga as anime stuff there's that but yeah uh not the biggest thing this was honestly something that I was like they, they made a, a super stage for Boruto for this. Definitely a weaker year for the franchise. Maybe next year they'll come back stronger. But I was not impressed at all with the super stage. Considering like it's the 20th anniversary of Naruto. Like even if they would have just announced a boyhood arc part 2. Of like hey this time Boruto and Sasuke are going to the past to see. You know what I'm saying. Something like they're going to run into Madara or something there. Like no nothing cool. Okay, and I know people did not like a lot of the stuff of the boyhood arc, again, mainly due to Udashiki being a trash villain, but I love that, seeing the characters from when they were young and Boruto interacting and stuff, it was cool, it was fan service but again, it was a big celebration for a big IP, not just, hey, we're turning some novels into manga and no comments from um, the creators, yeah, but that was Boruto Jump Festa 2022, not all that eventful. Next up, just a very small update that there is no update because two series that I thought would have gotten announcements for anime didn't I was deadly shocked I ain't gonna lie maybe they're just planning on doing it at a different time but Undead Unluck and Marshall to my knowledge neither one of them had any significant updates in terms of like hey there's an anime coming because a lot of us thought like oh we're about that point for each of them they're close to 
you know the amount of chapters it takes to get an announcement for an anime also they're both pretty successful undead unluck doesn't sell as well as marshall it does about half of it but i figured it'd be about the time and marshall definitely like it does great numbers it's one of from the next generation one of the best sellers but neither of them got anime and i was just there like especially after the undead unluck panel i was like nothing i think they just announced that they were doing like a colored re-release of volume one or something like that but i was like who who cares right now like i want i want an anime that that would be a big deal so that was kind of a shocker and a disappointment that undead unluck and marshall neither one of them had anime announcements and i get it there's a lot of anime announcements going on for the bigger ips and maybe they wanted to give both of them their own spotlight because realistically an undead unluck and a marshall announcement for anime and jump festa while we have all these hype things going on and a big news for dragon ball and bleach and all of these other things may have gotten drowned out so maybe that was also the idea behind like yeah if we're gonna give them anime let's give them their own spotlight in a future issue of the magazine with like a trailer and stuff like that because realistically like hey if it's a boring you know monday and all of a sudden you get a martial anime trailer and an announcement you're gonna be like oh okay let's go baby so maybe that's why but still disappointed undead unluck and marshall's jump festa stages not all that exciting okay people next up i also made another separate video on this if you want to go check it out please do but in case you may hear there was a big reveal of the first huge trailer for the upcoming return of the bleach anime the thousand year blood war we also got a release date window so to speak for it let's read it says bleach thousand year blood war anime's video reveals october 2022 TV premiere. Shueisha's Jump Festa 2022 event on Saturday revealed a new promo video and visual for the previously announced anime based on the Thousand Year Blood War arc of Taite Kubo's Bleach manga. The video reveals that the anime will premiere as a TV anime in October 2022 on TV Tokyo and its associates. The event confirmed that the anime will cover the rest of the original manga up through its ending. And I believe Viz Media already confirmed that they have the TV rights to it and all that jazz so it's not something to expect like oh it's gonna be locked with netflix or something it'll probably be all over the place available to watch especially something this big you don't want to lock this bad boy down and the trailer looked absolutely insane and they also had a key visual which was essentially just like a cutout of the manga of ichigo from like a panel but it was like with a orange background really bizarre that they did like that like they could have just take a screenshot from the trailer and use that as a key visual i'm just saying because the trailer was breathtaking like they showed almost every character you would want to see in bleach from the thousand year blood war from uriu to chad or to Hime. just there was a lot of showcases in that trailer and it was massive like i saw the release of like viz media putting the trailer on their channel and like in 10 hours it had like a couple million views i was like oh oh wow <laughs> bleach bringing in the views and just in general it's gonna be a great time to be a bleach fan come fall 2022 thousand year blood war i'm just curious because they haven't announced yet how many episodes this is going to be again i said it before but i'll say it again uh major major factor on what type of storytelling they're going to do if it's less than 50 it's going to be a massive rush job if, if it's just 50 they might be able to pull it off if it's 75 to 100 it'll be Ah, chef's kiss type of deal because yeah there's a lot of chapters but uh bleach jump festa 2022 arguably the best panel of the entire 
thing. It was just great news, something fans have waited for a decade plus for, and it delivered immensely with that trailer. Although, one of the things that I guess is something to keep in mind is I want to say that that trailer was also pre-made. And what I mean by that is they had some other studio, some other team put it together, and it was like, hey, look at how awesome the Bleach anime is going to look. That's not necessarily how the anime itself is going to look when it comes out. It's just like similar to what happened with Chainsaw Man, how we got that big trailer in June. And again, that was just pre-made. That wasn't shots from the actual show. That was made specifically to say, look at how breathtaking this thing looks. So we'll wait and see exactly what type of animation and art we're going to get. Because at the end of the day, it is Studio Piro and... Yeah, Studio Piro can drop the ball from time to time. But Bleach Jump Festa 2022, nevertheless, massive success. Also, real quickly, while we're on the topic of Bleach, a lot of authors in celebration of Bleach's return took to creating some fan art pieces of the series. So for starters, we got Eichiro Oda from One Piece. He did a contribution to this with Ichigo. And I ain't gonna lie, like aside from the face that you could tell that that's a uh, One Piece-ish, it, it for the most part looks really, really dope and sick. Then we got Masashi Kishimoto's. This looks very bloody and gory and, and just an interesting visual because it's like there's water everywhere. It's like you're in the middle of the ocean, Ichigo, and he's with a sword, a bloody sword. Like, shout outs to Kishimoto doing his thing. Then we got Koyoharu Gotoge, author of Demon Slayer, did one of Rukia and Orihime nice for the most part nothing extravagant and then Gege Akutami did some really dark stuff there holy cow that looks really twisted we also got one from Yuki Tabata that straight up looks like Kubo drew it you could tell that Tabata was very heavily influenced by Bleach when you look at this it's like holy cow this one of Kenpachi and Yachiru looks really sick and again it straight up looks like Kubo drew it himself uh Tabata understood the assignment then we also got Yusei Matsui author of Elusive Samurai and Assassination Classroom uh, Mayuri Kurosuchi that looks pretty cool I ain't gonna lie I like it and then we got Richiro Inagaki which is very very interesting right because he's the author of Dr. Stone Dr. Stone has two creators there's Boichi the god of art you know incredible artist he does the art and then Richiro Inagaki does the story but the author not the artist of Dr. Stone is the one that did this art and it makes sense because I looked at it I was like it doesn't look all that great, but Richiro Inagaki isn't an artist. He's, uh, you know, he's an author, but he still did a height, I guess I would say. But yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, hold on, that Dr. Stone, that that's, yo, Boichi playing with us? Like, I know Boichi's pen game, and that, that that's not Boichi's art style at all. So yeah, but shout outs to all this art, really dope stuff. My favorite, I'll be honest with you, is probably Tabata's Tabata it just it straight up looks out of bleach okay next up people I know a lot of you probably like yo Fnav, we wanted a singular video you didn't give it to us what happened with Black Clover at Jump Festa well Black Clover did not have a super stage per se I believe it had what's called a red stage which is a smaller stage even though realistically some of the stuff that came out of this stage was actually bigger than like for example the Boruto stage that gave us some you know kind of whoa what are you doing here uh because Black Clover stage announced a couple of things in particular the biggest thing that I'm very excited for despite that it's just mobile is a new Black Clover video game it says Black Clover gets new mobile game in 2022 Shueisha's Jump Festa 2022 event on Sunday revealed that the Black Clover franchise is getting a new mobile game in 2022 the game is tentatively titled Black Clover 
over mobile. Well, geez, talk about creativity, huh? Uh, <laughs> Bandai Namco Entertainment launched the Black Clover Phantom Knights, Black Clover Mugen no Kishidan smartphone game in Japan November 2018, and then released the game's English language version for Android and iOS devices in January 2020. However, the game ended service in both languages in December 2020. 20 and here's the thing i feel like these are the last inklings of them trying with black clover because well first of all first and foremost if you've watched the trailer for this game i could have sworn that that was going to be for consoles in fact it's something where i need to be able to project my phone onto like my tv back there or something when i play it because it looks gorgeous like the graphics looked insane i seen you see a little bit of gameplay of like asta running around hodge village and the the shots in general it looks like Holy cow, this kind of almost looks like Storm. Now, I didn't see any action gameplay, like in terms of combat, but just seeing him running around Hodge looked pretty good. And in general, I was like, this looks so much better than the actual console game that we got a few years back. I was like, w w why didn't we get something like this? You know what I'm saying? And what's up with them doing that? I believe they just announced like a Full Metal Alchemist game that looked just as gorgeous as this game does. And I'm like, why are they doing these for the phone? Like, if you're going to make a great and beautiful looking game like this, slap that bad boy on my PS5. I'm just saying. But yeah, th this Black Clover game, that was the biggest thing that came out of it. And I ain't going to lie, I was massively impressed. Like, Wow, I'm going to play the living crap out of it. But going back to what I was saying before that, I feel like they're trying like, hey, let's just see. You know, the last game failed. The console game failed. We got a couple of things left that we're going to try. Let's see how this mobile game does, especially considering they put the bells and whistles on it. Black Clover fans, if you're a gamer at the same time, you got a smartphone that can handle it. Definitely when this game comes out, we got to show out. We got to show our support and show them that we love this ip we love this franchise and yuki tabata should continue going with the manga so that way we don't get like hey you know jump tapping them wrap it up fam wrap it up uh but yeah so we got that and then something that was disappointing from the stage i ain't gonna lie we was excited and we was hoping for a new update and visual for the upcoming film like i wanted a, a poster like hey look this is the villain or hey here's 15 seconds of animation from the film to give us an idea of what's to come and we only got this black clover anime film reveals new visual featuring you know jump festa 2022 on sunday revealed a new visual for the black clover anime film this time featuring you know and you could tell that this was drawn way back when they released the asta one because it straight up looks exactly the same same art style same everything it's like two halves of the same picture and i'm imagining that there's another piece that they're going to reveal over time of noel because you know they're like the big three of their series it says of course the staff has revealed a visual featuring asta in march and it's kind of similar concept then it's a dope image but it doesn't tell us anything about this film it doesn't give us an idea of like hey what this film is going to be about what what's going to go down other than oh you know's confirmed in the film i never thought it would happen like come on dog so while i was a bit disappointed with the black clover panel overall mainly because i just wanted a few seconds of animation to see what this film was going to look like or at the very least give us a new poster that's going to give us some insight into the film other than two characters that are the main characters are going to be in the film i think we know that so i don't know maybe i'm a little bit greedy just because i really want more updates on this film because it's been since the end of march since we've had anything black clover anime related but yeah the big thing that we got from it was hey look you know going to be in the black clover film and the black clover mobile game that does look immensely gorgeous and i believe they also revealed the upcoming volume cover that has longris and you know on it and that looks fire so 
small things combined, but overall it was it was all right. For a red stage, I'd say that it outperformed some of the super stages. Like there was big stuff coming for this, so it should have been a super stage to be honest with you. Like yo, now I think about it. Why y'all playing with my my, my guy Tabata series, dog? That that should have been a super stage, considering there was some stuff that had way less going on for it that had super stages. I'm just saying, like a big beautiful game, uh, you know, a new movie visual, even though it should have been animation and give us more insight into at the very least the staff who's directing this shit something you know what i'm saying something but that was black clover at jump festa 2022 also quickly just want to add this in there regarding black clover apparently something really dope happened with black clover because we got the top 30 oricon yearly franchise incomes and coming in at number 20 was black clover so despite the fact that the anime ended only what four months into the year three months into the year and all of that jazz black clover still managed to come in as one of the top 20 of course topping the charts is demon slayer and then jujutsu kaisen got tokyo revengers and all that jazz but I just found it really dope and exciting to see that even though Black Clover, a lot of people like to slander it and say it's not as successful as this one and that one. Still coming in as a strong top 20 income, which is really dope. And it also showcases why, yo, Shueisha's is like, yeah, we want it around. We want it to stick around. That's why they're still making a film for it. That's why they got a game coming for it because, yeah, Black Clover makes some money. And it's crazy because it outdid quite a few different series, including big juggernauts that already are making splashes like Kaiju Number 8, Record of Ragnarok, Dr. Stone, The Promised Neverland, like Black Clover, baby. Okay, people, next up, this one threw me for a loop. This one took me by surprise. I was not expecting it. Now, to be honest with you, at Jump Festa, I was not expecting much from my hero we just got you know the film recently we know that season six is coming so i wasn't too like hey what's gonna come from my hero because we've gotten a lot my hero is always having something however this comment from horikoshi the creator of my hero academia was very i guess troublesome and sad for people that really enjoy and love this series here's what went down essentially by the way my hero academia ending really soon koya horikoshi said if things go smoothly, My Hero Academia will meet its goal in one year. My Hero Academia manga creator Kohei Horikoshi provided a written message at Jump Festa 2022 event on Sunday that hinted at when he plans to end the manga. The parts of the message regarding the subject reads, If Hiro Aka continues to progress smoothly in just about exactly a year from now, it will meet its goal. That's the situation. If it doesn't go smoothly, I think Yamashita-kun will be reading out the exact same letter from me at next year's Jump Festa what? Daiki Yamashita, the voice of Midoriya in the anime, read out the message from Horikoshi at the event. Horikoshi also teased in the message that Katsuki Bakugo will soon get his quote-unquote big scene so that people who both love the character and hate the character can look forward to it. Very interesting. And My Hero Academia, of course, entered its final act in March. So essentially, if he's not able to wrap things up, which I'm imagining why he said that, hey, if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't go smoothly within this year, then you'll be hearing the same letter, which that would mean, oh, we're getting another year of My Hero Academia. This is probably also related to things behind the scenes of contractual obligations. Who knows? They probably have them on a year-by-year -year basis of My Hero. Like, hey, do you want to renew your contract with us for another year of this manga? Or you want to wrap it up they probably go like that maybe like let's just say six months from now they might tell him 
hey, do you think you're able to wrap everything up or you want to write another year's worth of the manga? So that's probably why he said that. But essentially, if everything goes smoothly, he said one year from now, essentially around December of next year, My Hero Academia will be over. Considering that there's breaks here and there, we're looking at about like 40-ish chapters of My Hero at this particular point, which would bring us to about like, let's just say 380 roughly chapters, nice and neat. It would be nice to go out with 400. Like, just take it to the 400 mark, I'm just saying. But essentially, My Hero is ending in about a year, which means that a lot of things are about to go down. Also, Bakugo is about to have his big moment. That's interesting as well. I'm curious what he's going to do there, but it's kind of crazy, yo. And I'm wondering if he means that the Academia portion and we're going to get rebranded and it's going to be a sequel manga, which it doesn't seem that way, to be honest with you. A lot of things are being wrapped up. And unless it's just a brand new villain and a brand new thing that's about to go down, it doesn't feel like we're going to get a time skip after all. And maybe that's just me and they could shock me because at the end of the day, there was that big announcement that always rings back in my head of 10 movies, 10 years, like... We just got another one, World Heroes Mission, that would leave nine more movies. So we ought to wait and see. But yeah, My Hero Academia, according to Horikoshi, if things go smoothly with the way he's writing it, one year over craziness that means that the next big battle is about to begin very soon. Because if let's just say again, there's breaks in between and everything, 40 something chapters. Yeah, we, we got to get in this war immediately. I want 40-something chapters to have a lot of... Con I don't... Can he pull it off? What do y'all think? Let me know right now. If you're watching this, tell me. Do you think My Hero Academia, if you're caught up with the manga, you're caught up with my reviews, you should be watching my reviews. I'm just saying. <laughs> do you think he can do it? Do you think that it can all be done nice and neatly in 40-something chapters to wrap this story up? I, I don't know if he could do it. There's a lot of things we got to go through. We got to go through, you know, the Todoroki family domestic situation. We got All for One. We got She Got I. There's a lot. Hopefully, you could get it done if he's planning on ending it in a year. And yeah, people, for the most part, that was My Hero Academia Jump Festa. Again, season six, we know is coming in fall 2022. And we had that little teaser. But yeah, big, big words. Kind of sad, honestly. Like, Jump Festa for My Hero was just sadness. And it also makes me think, too, like, wow. Because My Hero and Black Clover started at the same time, roughly. There was, like, a few months in between. That's why, while My Hero Academia is, like, 337 chapters in, Black Clover is, like, 317. There's, like, only 20 chapters in between the two of them and if my hero is going to end soonish black clover could follow suit because it's only a few chapters obviously they're two different stories and they're having two different agendas but they both kind of feel right now like they're end games and who knows maybe jump is trying to move forward into the next gen and to get to the next gen they gotta end this gen sad all around okay people next up we got a little insight into jujutsu kaisen's jump festa 2022 event yeah this is the episode of jump festa i've said it a billion times jujutsu kaisen zero anime film previewed a new trailer jump festa 2022 event on sunday revealed a new trailer for the upcoming Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, anime, film. The video previews the theme song Ito, The Only Way by King New. The film will open in Japan on December 24th. Basically, they gave us a new trailer for the upcoming film, and this trailer looks even more ominous. Like, this one looks like it's more so promoting the actual film itself. Like, the first trailer was just like, hey, if you're skeptical about it, Gojo's gonna be in the film. Yo, we got Inumaki, we got Panda, we got everybody. Don't worry about it. And it was just like more action-packed. This one kind of gives you a little bit more of an idea of the crux of like this is gonna be a kind of scary-ish film it's gonna have an ominous vibe yeah and i really liked it and it was a nice addition addendum to the first trailer and i just can't wait if again it comes out december 24th if i'm not mistaken over there in japan 
Again, we'll probably see about February, March. So it would be perfect. Like, hit on my birthday, March 2nd. That would be amazing. But yeah, I don't think we got any updates on Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 um, with Jump Festa 2022. And to be honest with you, yo, we got a big film coming out right now. Now's not the time to worry about that. Maybe at the end of the film, they'll have like a little teaser. Like, oh, by the way, Yuji will just show up. I know I wasn't in this film, dog. My bad, but yo, season two is coming. Don't worry. Like, we got Mappa. <laughs> They're working their tails off like they're doing uh, all these other anime. But yeah, it, it's coming. Well, yeah, Jump Festa 2022 for Jujutsu Kaisen. Just a new trailer was the biggest thing we got out of it. Next up, I got to continue to say that Dr. Stone, I'm shocked and a little bit saddened that it's such a freaking break in between. Like, yo, there's what going to be essentially two years in between, which technically, you know, there was about two years in between Dr. Stone's season one and two but the difference was like but i believe there was some delays if i'm not mistaken between season one and two like i thought season two was supposed to come a lot sooner also we only had like what 11 episodes for season two so it did feel a little bit shorter as well but yo after the end of that season when they showcase like yo we're going pirating we're going the seas it's going to be the stone sea so to speak i was thinking okay maybe six months in between something like that but then when i found out and we reported it on forever news that it was going to be a whole other till 2023 that we were going to get the anime i was like huh but it says here dr stone season 3 anime premieres in 2023 get special about ryusui in summer 2022 shueisha's jump festa 2022 event on sunday i've said this freaking sentence like a hundred times already revealed that the planned sequel to the anime of boichi and richiro inagaki's dr stone manga will be a third season for the anime that will premiere in 2023 in addition the franchise will have a tv anime special titled dr stone ryusui that will premiere this coming summer the anime will be set after the second season dr stone stone wars and will center on ryusui who will be voiced by ryota suzuki tms entertainment will return to animate the special and the event revealed a promo video for both works and a visual for Dr. Stone Ryusui special. Manga creator Richiro Inagaki also confirmed during the live stream through a message that the original manga is indeed nearing its climax, meaning it's about to end. The manga entered its final arc in September. So yeah, all of this is going to end. And I feel like, honestly, that thing that they're doing in the summer is a holdover because again i feel some behind the scenes stuff must have happened and that's why we're having this big delay i don't know maybe somebody accidentally deleted all of the animation that they had for season two or some crazy shit. something behind the scenes happened and they're like well shit we gotta give them some dog like yo we we taking this long of a break in between again with only an 11 episode second season like that's attack on titan levels of foggery so that's probably why they're giving us this ryusui uh, special in the summer which the promo image of this character looked dope i was like okay you know whatevs but it, it just feels bizarre and it doesn't feel like this was the plan all along like to 2023 now mind you it could be 2023 like winter of 2023 right so it could be technically exactly a year from now roughly a year from now next january not next month but the following january that we get it which would be 2023 but it would be close but it still feels very far away and i'm just like mm, especially if the manga is entering its climax like we should have had that and by 2023 get the next season of the anime you know what i'm saying like I, I want it all nice and compact i don't want it to end up having the manga end and then the anime never finishes animating it and we're just left there like oh or they do a rush job and they do a final season like on some promised neverland levels of bullshit you know what i'm saying but yeah that was dr stone's jump festa event the manga is nearing its climax we're getting a little tv special in the summertime and season three will come in 2023 long ways off okay people next up somebody save the people at 
Mappa. Somebody go and please put on a cape. We talking about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. We talking about My Hero Academia. Where's the hero that's going to save the staff and the animators at Studio Mappa? Because god damn, like, don't get me wrong, this is insanely good news for this franchise for this series and all that jazz hell's paradise but jesus mappa are doing too much and the people behind it they doing way too much for these animators to be like on another show it's going to start ripping apart okay like they're gonna start destroying a lot of things if they don't kind of slow down a little bit like they're taking on too much work sure i'd imagine they have like a million people working there but this is too much again this is great news but also saddening news for studio mappa employees hell's paradise aka jigoku raku reveals anime's teaser and visual stage plays fall 2020 whoa i didn't even read this part right here fall 2020 oh my god fall 2022 jesus christ that's going to be the probably one of the best seasons of anime of all time i don't know maybe it says here jump fest 2022 event on sunday revealed a new teaser trailer and visual for the tv anime adaptation of yuji kaku's hell's paradise jigoku raku manga the video reveals the anime staff including the show's animation studio mappa and looking at this visual and the trailer the trailer looks really dope wasn't too much showing of like exactly what this story is all about but in this key visual you see the dude with the white hair and you got i, I believe that's a chick right there uh this is the key visual nothing fancy there per se and it says kaori makita twittering birds never fly the clouds gather is directing the anime at mappa twin engine is credited for planning akira kindaichi to the abandoned sacred beast and garo vanishing line episode scriptwriter is in charge of the series's composition Koji Hisaki, Kids on the Slope, Banana Fish, sub-character design, is designing the characters for the animation. So yeah, the staff, for the most part, aren't people that were like a part of big things that i'm familiar with minus maybe like banana fish and banana fish was all right and garo was pretty big as well it says in addition the event revealed that the franchise's planned stage play will debut in fall 2022 the manga centers on gabimaru once exalted as the strongest ninja but who has now quit his trade violating the laws of his village after being captured he claims he has nothing left to live for however due to his superhuman levels of training he has inadvertently survived multiple executions from a Attempts at beheading to burning at the stake. The execute. Wow, this sounds interesting. I've, I, again, I've never gotten into it, even though I got some of the manga volumes. The executioner Sagiri Asamon tells him that he has lingering attachment to life and issues him a mission to win his acquittal to find the elixir of immortality. Kaku launched the manga. On, okay, so yeah, it came out in 2018 and it ended this past January. And the trailer looked dope for the most part, but wow yo that's crazy map well yo what the hell so when is chainsaw man if this is coming from mappa right and it's coming in fall 2022 then chainsaw man absolutely can't come in fall 2022 that's just too much too overkill we already got my hero dropping we already got a lot of things dropping and shueisha they gotta spread some stuff out like yo <laughs> spring season could use a couple of things summer could get some announcements so maybe chainsaw man is going to come in the summertime spring or summertime if this this is coming in fall. I don't know. God damn it though. Fall 2022 going to be a massive insane year for anime and Hell's Paradise is going to be another one. Like, yeah, I know what I'm doing for fall next year, which is kind of crazy. People are like, yo, why, why are you planning all the way? Anime anime and, and manga for life though you already know the vibes you know the vibes but yeah people that was hell's paradise's big announcement at jump festa uh the anime is by studio mappa which 
threw everyone for a loop. I thought it was going to be a whole different studio. Like, Mappa? Really? Mappa? Good luck to everybody trying to keep up with Bleach and Hell's Paradise and My Hero and everything else coming. Okay, next up, this one caught me off guard. I did not expect it. It's a pleasant surprise, but I did not expect it. Well, I guess it's kind of a pleasant surprise, but once you get into the nitty-gritty of the info, it's a little bit uh, to be skeptical about. But it says here, Roroni Kenshin gets new TV anime by Leiden Films. Now, the new TV anime, I'm hoping it's to adapt the final arc of the manga that never got adapted all those years ago. Like, there was always that final arc that I believe connects to Trust and Betrayal, one of the greatest pieces of animation ever. I love that freaking OVA or movie or whatever it's called, but that shit is awesome. Uh, but it's getting a new TV anime, but problem is the studio lit in films, but we'll get to it in a second. It says here, Shueisha's Jump Festa 2022 event on Sunday revealed that Nobuhiro Watsuki's Roroni Kenshin manga is getting a new TV anime project at Liden Films. The event did not reveal any other details about the anime, and Aniplex is streaming a teaser video to announce the work. Very small, brief animation of Kenshin, which is what I was hoping for for the Black Clover movie that we didn't get. Just a little bit of animation. And I'll be honest with you, there's a couple of things to be skeptical about regarding this one. I mean, the biggest thing is, again, the studio. I've heard some not great things about them. They haven't done a great job uh, in certain regards. Also, Nobuhiro Watsuki, if you know, you know, it's always a, a bittersweet feeling in terms of I love Roni Kenshin. I'm not a fan of Nobuhiro Watsuki for some of the stuff that uh, came about regarding him so we, we gotta wait and see I guess on what they do with this I'm hoping that this is an adaptation of the final arc and I'm hoping that they do a good job with it because it's Kenshin okay Kenshin is a classic back in the days a lot of people like to say that the old big three was Dragon Ball Z Yu Yu Hakusho and Roroni Kenshin so hopefully they do it justice again I'm not expecting absolute greatness I'm just hoping that hey deliver in some form of fashion something decent you know what I'm saying it's Roroni Kenshin damn it and it's crazy that they're doing it. maybe i wonder if this is going to be something to do with that whole rest hasn't there been like a restoration manga or a manga going on a side manga something for a while now maybe that could be what they're going to do as well or it could be a whole different because it says anime project right it doesn't say anime tv series no it says new tv anime holy cow i wonder what the heck this is gonna be we gotta wait and see either way new roni kenshin anime very unexpected but if they do a good job with it this could be kind of cool it's roni kenshin and again jump festa 2022 okay people People. Next up, we got a couple of pieces of One Piece news. In particular, we got something from Oda, and we got little updates on the upcoming One Piece film Red. I guess for starters, let's take a look at the film Red updates. It says, One Piece film Red reveals character designs for the Straw Hats. Uh, Shueisha's Jump, yeah, Jump Festa anyway, revealed the character designs for the main Straw Hat crew for the upcoming One Piece film Red anime film. For starters, we got Luffy there. He looks like, he looks like a tourist. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> kind of looks like he's about to be, I don't know, going through Australia and saying, Crikey's, what is this? Like, okay. Uh, we got Zoro. Okay, looks cool, no doubt. Nami looking as scrumptious as ever. That, this one right here, I am going to lie. I was like, it's different, but I like it. I don't know why he looks so different, but I like it. Usopp's character design. What the heck is going on? It looks like man's had a whole time skip or something. He looks like he's trying to be a part of that one band. What is it, is it called? Sting? I forget the name of that damn band. Or, well, the rest of those things too like holy cow like i like it but it's 
Why? Why? Why does Usopp look like that? Then we got Sanji. He kind of looks like a teacher or something in this one with the glasses on. Uh, Chopper. Nothing to say here. It's, it's Chopper. What do, you, what do you say? You know what I'm saying? Frankie. He looks like three TVs combined. Uh, Robin Chuan. Brooke. Yo, Brooke looks swagged out. Holy shit. And then Jimbei. He looks like, I don't know, like Butterbean mixed with wrestling or something. I, I, I don't know. The event also showed a video featuring the cast of the Netflix live action adaptation, which features the actors talking about being on set and that they can't wait for a production to start. Additionally, the event featured a written message from Eichiro Oda stating that fans should look out for Luffy in the next year and teasing the many mysteries about Shanks, which let's read that right now. Oda's message at Jump Festa 2022. Hello to all Jump Festa attendees and everyone watching online. I am the stiff-shouldered and back-ached Eichiro Oda. Yeah, it's, it's starting to get to him. We started this year celebrating the manga's chapter 1000 and volume 100 and also the anime's thousandth episode. So it was a year full of celebrations. Are you excited about what's coming next? We have a few announcements prepared for the future. The cast for One Piece's Hollywood live action has been announced too. They're all perfect. They're five amazing people. The production... Okay, so Oda is backing the live action. Okay. Uh, the production is also progressing carefully and we have Film Red, a new girl, Shanks, and Luffy. Shanks is a character we haven't seen much of yet. So what's his relationship with that girl? Will he even meet Luffy? Shanks will be finally making his debut in a movie. He will finally appear. I can't say anything else than that, but I get to write it. So I'm the win. Oh, wow. So Oda is writing the film. Also, next year marks the 25th anniversary of the manga series. There's a lot of planned projects, so please look forward to them. The Wano arc hasn't even finished yet, surprisingly. But for now, keep an eye on Luffy. Please give your attention to our main hero. Wow, okay. I hope I can draw him well enough. I'm also really excited about drawing Wano Arc's last scene. Wah! Anyways, One Piece is going to be magnificent next year. Thank you all for your continued support. And there was like, you know, a little PV teasing the character designs. It was a little worrisome to hear Oda. Like, Oda's never really want to complain about like, I'm stiff-backed and... You know, it sounds like it's starting to hit him. Like, you know, he's been doing this for 25 years almost. It's starting to dawn on him. His body is starting to say, yo, it's time already. And One Piece is going to come to an end um, sooner than later when I hear stuff like that from a an author, you know. Um, but a couple of things to note that, okay, so Shanks is going to be pivotal in this upcoming film. Oda is writing it. So, I mean, unless there's something major, it's definitely going to be considered canonical to the manga, which for the most part, ever since Strong World, all of the films have been connected to the manga to begin with. And yeah, he's backing the live action, which I don't know how that's going to go. Because no matter what, I, I feel like until something changes, live actions are just going to get bashed to living hell. Like the Cowboy Bebop live action. You watching this right now, probably at least 7 out of 10 of you hated that or the idea of it to begin with before it even came out. So I, I got a feeling that unless it, I don't know, gives everybody magical golden nuggets literally <laughs> through the damn TV while they're watching it, people are probably going to hate the One Piece live action too whether it's good or not because i felt like the cowboy bebop one wasn't too bad and people said it was the worst thing ever so yeah it's probably going to be that way even if oda is like yo these are five great actors this is going to be great it might not be well received just because it's live action but um, i'm looking forward to the one piece film red character designs especially usopp's looks really dope and wano arc is kind of it kind of gets me a little concerned him saying yo look at luffy like What's about to happen to Luffy? If we get a Luffy uh, rescue arc where we got to rescue Luffy this time around because he's about to get executed or something, uh, it's going to be too emotional. But yeah, One Piece 25 years here soon.
Crazy. Okay, people, and lastly, to close out the episode with something other than Jump Festa, because uh, it's pretty awesome Tokyo Revengers news. It says here, Tokyo Revengers gets new anime adapting manga's Christmas Showdown arc. An event for Ken Wakui's Tokyo Revengers franchise announced on Saturday. That's kind of dope. Kodansha so was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got your thing going. Jump Festa, cool. We're going to do something, too, for Tokyo Revengers. Don't worry about it. Uh, but that the anime will get a new work that will cover the manga's Seiya Kaisen Christmas Showdown arc. The event also revealed that the franchise will get an app game for iOS and Android. The game staff will reveal more info at a later date. The first anime premiered on April 10th and it aired 24 episodes. And if they're announcing this now that they're doing this, I'm imagining they're probably going to go a different direction. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Tokyo Revengers, instead of us getting another set of 24 episodes, if they go the route of like, oh yeah, you're going to get the Christmas arc. It's going to be a 12 episode thing. And then the next year you'll get another 12 because Tokyo Revengers is now very big business. And I wouldn't be too too mad if they was like okay because you know one of the complaints about tokyo avengers is anime is that oh the production could have been so much better but if they give us like some really banging like gorgeous art and animation all that jazz 12 episodes every year i i'd be okay with that <laughs> i ain't gonna lie i wouldn't be mad at that at all because tokyo avengers is really dope it's made them tons of money so they're probably capable financially of doing something like that just fine and yeah they're already announcing it so it makes me wonder either we're going to get like they're going to be cheaping it out and just like boom rush it out the door or they're going to give us like you know a really banging 12 sometime in 2022 which i'm imagining they're not going to sprawl this out like they're gonna there's big money like i said tokyo avengers top three manga of 2021 selling wise and yeah it's huge so we got more anime anime stuff coming in the near future as well as we got a game which i ain't gonna lie it's so easy for tokyo avengers make a beat-em-up game like just a whole bunch of delinquents fighting like you know you fight through piles of delinquents like boom cash and, and make some gotcha elements to it if you need the extra money and stuff well that's what they want to make obviously money so yeah make it a gotcha game or whatever like hey you can unlock new delinquents but yeah people that was all of the jump festa and anime and manga news that i have for this episode very curious what you guys think think uh what did you think about jump festa 2022 as a whole there was definitely a few upsets like undead unlucky marshall not getting anime announcements that was a bit bummer uh the boruto stage definitely wasn't as much as it should have been at all very disappointing in certain regards black clover i wish we would have got a little bit more on the upcoming film but the video game is kind of dope now that i think about it and everything else for the most part was rock and hardcore that bleach trailer insane chainsaw man huge news 2020 oh my god fall 2022 jigoku raku like a lot of major stuff out of jump festa and then tokyo revengers at the end like it's not jump festa related but like hey more tokyo revengers let's go and yeah your thoughts on this episode of forever news uh probably one of the biggest episodes of 2021 in general for this show we've done a lot for for this show this year and i'm looking forward to 2022 growing ever more we probably got maybe one or two more episodes for the year but this was a big one that's all i have for this one though thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm from that world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy. have an awesome day peace and you guys just watched another episode of whatever you have an awesome day <laughs>
Yeah.